2: Love Talk Radio.
0: Now tuned in to the mother un uh, greatest
1: Yes, welcome to Let's Chat, y'all Happy Thursday, I am Leisha And you know I got my right hand as well as my left The fabulous Miss Tony, She's the editor with that hardcore red pen over there Hey, T Hey, Leisha girl, how you doing? You know I literally just flew into the chat
3: room I'm trying to get my disc situated because we got a hot show tonight, now you know I'm always excited when we have one of our guests coming in because it just seems like we all started around the same time. Like Baby Girl, you know she's always gonna be Baby Girl, so I'm excited to have her in the clubhouse tonight. Up oh, the chat room, y'all can tell I just got in here.
1: I act like I ain't never been on the radio. <laughs> Absolutely. We appreciate you guys for tuning in to let's chat tonight. We're talking that talk about just keep swimming. Yes. You know, I went all the way back to Dory. And you know, and that was just the way of keep going. You know, don't stop. It's so many distractions, there's so many obstacles, there's so many things that will uh Take you off of your focus on what you're really trying to do, and you have mm-hmm. to actually recognize what it is like you have to recognize that this is a distraction um and I'm gonna handle it, and I'm going to get back on doing what I'm gonna do because mm-hmm. if not, you will be all off course and you you won't be able to finish or accomplish the things that you're trying to do because you mm-hmm. keep allowing distractions to um hinder you right. That's deep, Leash, because you know um, I love Dory <laughs> because sometimes
3: you, you come through distractions, but you have to refocus yourself, get yourself back on track, get in your lane, and and finish it. You know, you got to get to that finish line. So I love that. You always come up there with the I use your
1: word to dopest topics. <laughs> Absolutely. We appreciate you guys. We got three fabulous guests today to talk that talk. We got author and publisher Felicia Bradshaw. We have author Ashley Nicole, we call her Baby Girl. And we have author and counselor Shantae Golson. Um, and she is going to be our first guest. When we have our guests in, if you would like to speak with them, we ask that you just press your one to let us know that you are ready to speak. Speak, And we will place you inside of the queue to talk to our guests. Mm-hmm.
3: Absolutely. Now, you know, Leisha, we always start off like we have never had uh, new people joining us. And we always, because and I, we could just start the talking like we ain't talked in 24 hours. <laughs> But we like my welcome our new, our new listeners and just let them know what Let's Chat is all about. Here on Let's Chat, Lisha and I, we celebrate literature as well as we got musicians, publishers, every walk of life that has come through the chat room. You know, we try to do it in a royal way no matter what it may be. Our show allows all our listeners and avid readers and just in life general just to get to, to know and interact with our guests and get to know what drives their passion. You know, we've had some passionate guests here in the chat room, and they are, our archives are so rich with that passion. So we please, check them out. We have some great guests that have come through the doors of this chat. Some of our guests have literally been on the red carpet out on the West Coast. Or doing a premiere or just dropping a record in the studio. We've had guests that have literally been in the studio dropping that music leash. We've had them all over. So head on over to Les Chats Archives. Check us out. But also have a pen and paper because we've had some guests that have dropped some major jewels. You will not be disappointed. I'm just
1: saying. <laughs> I definitely agree. I definitely agree. And um, to talk about our first guest, Um she is actually sisters with my the, my beautician, and mm-hmm. I love, I use just keep swimming because the ones that are distracted the most are our youth, our teenagers, mm-hmm. our kids, because they have a lot of stress that we may not see as stress, but they have stress they have grief, they have bullying, they got different traumas, you know, homework Mm -hmm. is stressful, they go to school for eight hours and it's like, oh my God, I got like five classes that want me to do something for them by Friday, you know, you know, they got boyfriends and girlfriends and friends, relationship issues, just finding, Mm -hmm. knowing themselves and finding themselves, their identity, just daily living, some have severe issues. They're runaways. They have hurt and emotional um, it, pain. They got mood swings. You know, them teenagers, is good for them mood swings.
3: One <laughs> yeah. minute,
1: I mean, in one minute they're on the left and the next minute they're on the right. And they don't have no clue. They just like, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad yeah. to have her on because um, a lot of times you have to, as adults, I think that we don't deal with our teenagers, and our kids on their level. We deal Mm -hmm. with everybody on our level. So when what we're trying to get them to understand is not understood or is not followed through with, we get frustrated as adults. But we have to understand that we have to talk to them so that they understand and that they Mm -hmm. can relate and that they can receive what we're saying. Because if they can't Mm -hmm. receive it, the next thing you know, everybody's fussing and yelling and screaming, and it's like a whole bunch of unnecessary distraction going on, you know. Mm-hmm. And kids get distracted fast. And when your child is distracted, parents are distracted. You know, you can't mm-hmm. function right. You can't do what you need to do because you're too busy worried about what they're doing and how they're doing and and what they need and what they don't need. Right. That's so true.
3: And in addition to that, leash, because you bring up some great points, you have to be receptive to hear what your child is saying not what you want to hear them say but actually hear what's coming from within them and you have to have the type of environment that allows that 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 young person to be able to come you know my kids know that they can come to my husband and I for anything i mean sometimes it could be a little bit too in my eye, but then again it can't be because you want them to be comfortable coming to you about anything so you have to have that type of environment and you have to be receptive whether it's something that you want to hear or not whether you disagree with it or not because they have their own opinion they're going through their own you know things that they Uh they go through so you have to be open and you have to be receptive and just make them comfortable
1: to be able to come and talk to you about anything Absolutely, I agree. But now see I'm I'm a little strict. My my son will say my mama don't listen to me. I hear what he's saying, but I don't listen. It's like okay. Now go do what I said.
3: <laughs> see, that's what I'm talking about.
1: That's what I'm talking about. I heard exactly what you said. You said you wanted these shoes that cost $300, and I'm saying you need to work for that, so go do what I said, and then come back to me after you did some work, because if you ain't put in no work, I'm not buying nothing. No, you can't, see, Lee, I don't know them. I don't know their mama. <laughs> but, least that also
3: affects relationships, because sometimes you could just be waiting for that person to stop talking and not really hear them. You just want them to finish what they're saying so you can get to what you have to say because you want to be heard. But you have to be able to hear what they're saying to properly respond they're saying and not just wait your turn. So that I see that in relationships as well and not just between the, the, the parents and the child. So I'm going to be interested to hear what our guests have to say about that because that's always a topic of, of you know, something that I'm always interested in hearing others' opinions about.
1: Absolutely, I'll be excited once Shantae presses her one, we'll bring her into the chat room and talk that talk with her. We're going to take a brief break, and we'll be right back. Awesome. Uh, Let's play some, I don't know, I just love Ebony Archer's music. (laughs) We're going to hit you with some of that Omar Tyree, like whatever. Yes, okay. the fabulous Omar Tyree is not just an author. He is not just an author. He does a little music and poetry too. Check it out. <laughs>
0: And I love the feel of this one It sounds like wrong folks music It's way too smooth to abuse it I'm glad I found this one to choose I let the crew listen to approve it, it It sounds like a lazy afternoon, dude I order pepper steaks, Jamaican food Hit the boulevard to go and pick it up Got a new shorty trying to hit me up And I'm still that squirrel trying to get a word. So I hit it back to set some up and she said that she ain't really doing nothing And I know that I ain't really doing nothing So I'm like, let's do nothing together And it could be like whatever It's really like whatever We just cruise like whatever it. Top down like whatever it. Drink B.C. by like whatever it. Me and you like whatever it. With nothing to do like whatever it. It's really like whatever it. I mean like, whatever, it's like the queen stepped out the crib to die for, I try to play it off with my eyes full, with her hair and nails, let me get that door, she's just the kind of woman I've been looking for, now she ride with me, with the top down, we listen to the same music on now, I tell her I love the dress you rockin', and I know it's a hundred guys that's clockin', you ain't thinking about spending time with them, you riding around with me, the old with nothing to do, and nowhere to be, yeah, cause you weren't really doing nothing, and I wasn't really doing nothing, now we both doing nothing together, and it's really like whatever, you know like whatever, we just cruise like nothing to do like whatever
2: it's really like
0: whatever i mean like whatever it's like She smelling real good with the wind blowing gotta split up a dress with her thighs showing make her brother think about some other things got me leaning back like a young king she looked over and ask what I'm smiling about. I tell her you might be want to turn me out. She started laughing and called me crazy. But she a bad lady, I ain't that crazy. This girl got a look that's criminal, and I'm wide awake, nothing subliminal. Shorty knows she got a hook in me. Anytime you spend your time doing nothing, like a break at the job when you lunchin'. Now we riding around doing nothing together, and it's all gravy like whatever. Just chillin' like whatever. whatever. We just cruise like whatever. Top down like whatever. Drink BC by like whatever. Me and you like whatever. With nothing to do like whatever. It's really like whatever. I mean like
2: whatever.
0: It's like. Whatever. tuned in to the mother uh, greatest
1: Yes, that was a fabulous Ebony Archer. She is an up-and-coming gospel single, singer. That is her new single. Shout-out to Ebony. Congrats on her new contract, that she, her new music contract. Um, she's going to be, during the BET Awards experience, she'll be doing her live feeds, and we'll be sharing that so we can share in her experience and give her support. This is Let's Chat. I am Miss Leisha. You know I got my right hand girl, the fabulous Miss Tony. We talking that talk today about just keep swimming. You gotta keep going. There's always gonna be distractions. There's always gonna be something there in your way. You have to kinda of commit to your future and say, This is what I wanna do. You have to hold tight to it and when things come up you have to handle them and then you have to move on. But you have to know that these are distractions. And as adults, mm-hmm. our biggest distractions are our children. They will take us off our course real quick, but they go through so much. And so we have mm-hmm. fabulous author and counselor, Shantae Gosen. She's kicking it with us in the chat room today. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Welcome to the chat room. Thank you very much. How you guys doing now, we are doing good. We are doing good. Now, for all of those that are not familiar with your, your book and your work, tell everybody a little bit about your book, as well as what you do um, in, your counsel, in the counseling field.
4: Sure. Well, I am Shantay Golson, the founder and CEO of Purpose Community Therapeutic Services, where we're one of the leading counseling firms in the state of Georgia. My title officially is Licensed Professional Counselor, Distant Certified Counselor. Uh, certified anger management specialist, ADHD coach, and personal development coach. I do a lot uh, to help the community as well as I love doing so. Your wings are ready. The miraculous teenage journey of change is a guide for teenagers that teaches strategies for life, quote unquote, situationship. So, included is proven strategies to reduce the stress level in the teenage years all while assisting the team to gain and understand time management skills, learning responsibilities, all while having more leisure time. You may say, how is that possible? So I teach these strategies for healthy communication, social relationship building, emotional regulation, and support with such topics of forgiveness, depression, anxiety, as well as financial literacy. Hmm.
3: We're having a little problem hearing you, so may want to adjust your mic because you, you, you're you dropping some jewels that uh, we as well as our listeners are, are definitely wanting to hear.
1: Absolutely. Okay. Now, what made you go into the field of counseling? What was going on in your world that you said, this is what I'm going to do, and not only am I going to do this, I'm about to write a book about it.
4: Well, in actuality, I knew at a young age what I was purposed to do. And I know that may sound like a cliche, but one um, event that happened as I was a teenager, um, I was heavily involved in the church, and uh, I had, you know, some concerns and some problems. And so I wanted to reach out to one of the ministers, and and all he shared with me was pray about it. Now, Uh nothing wrong with it. But at that particular point, I wanted some strategies. I wanted some realness. I wanted some transparency. Oh, and so huh. it was at that point that was something in me that said, I will always tell the truth to teenagers. And that's how the journey began. And so from that point, I've always, I did everything possible to be in the uh, social or behavior health field. And oh. the kind of the story is endless after that.
3: Oh, that's it. Now this is Tony. Um, Shantae. Is pronouncing the right? Shantae. 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 I'm, I'm sorry because you know Alicia and I, we could jack a name up. We can jack <laughs> a name up. <laughs> <laughs> it's no interesting problem. that you said that. You're supposed to pray about it. You know, a lot of people, you know, sometimes you just automatically say pray, pray on it, or pray about it, or, or just pray for it. But some people don't know how to how to do that. And and that's what that feels, you know. So how did you feel? Did you, were you able to take off from, from when you were told to pray about it? Because sometimes you have to look internally, like, okay, you said pray about it, but how do I go about doing that? How do how do I bring it to fruition to pray about it? How mm-hmm. hard was it once you got that jewel to go forward?
4: No, well, it certainly was a consideration. I most definitely prayed every day growing up in a um, Christian home So uh, I was equipped with the tools necessary To reach out to God But there were some mm-hmm. aspects That you wanted to know what to do um, Within yourself In that moment In that environment mm-hmm. To keep you from doing things That you know you shouldn't do
3: mm-hmm. And that uh, that's where in life Keep swimming To keep keep on the path To where it is that you want to go Was it anything that you learned about yourself on this journey? Well,
4: absolutely. I've learned, um, I continue to learn about myself and how much um, my intuitions, my, my gifts, they help. You know, I believe that purpose is simply a definition that whatever I have, when I reach to you and it makes a difference in your life, that's purpose. So I'm always Uh working on that every single day. And one of the populations that are very true and dear to my heart are teenagers. I service a lot of teenagers uh, every single day. And, Uh you know, one aspect to that is I provide a safe environment to where there's no judgment, there's no biases. I keep their secrets, and all while in the return, them sharing everything with me that they would not dare share with their parents or their guardians. And so at least I provide an outlet for them, and that's what I enjoy, being able to be real transparent and to help them to move forward and not make mistakes.
3: Mm-hmm. And that's so important because our children need need that outlet. Now, I'm curious to know the ratio between the young ladies and the young men. Is it a vast difference? Each and every one, despite the
4: gender, have one of the same of problem, mm-hmm. um, You may have one uh, gender which are the females that are a little bit more open than a gentleman. However, if you learn how to talk to boys slash teenagers and even men because I service adult men as well in mm-hmm. the uh, mental health field. So when you learn to ask the right questions and learn to listen at the right time, that's where mm-hmm. comfortableness and trust comes in that they will open up.
3: Okay, and that's also important because once they open up, and their friends see that they have a safe haven to go to, that just opens up the door for others to, to step through. You know, so it's it's so important to have that safe haven, that that safe place to land. That um, I'm happy for them that they have that have you to be able to go and, and express
1: themselves freely.
4: Yes, and I'm glad to be here for them.
1: Absolutely. Now, I I, I want to go back because you talked about um, in church, and it's funny because when my son was younger, um, there was really nothing that focused on his age group. And I remember asking them, is there something for the kids from this age to this age? From from 8 to 15, there's really nothing that focuses on that age, which is the to me the more emotional age for the kids. You know, mm-hmm. that's the the time where their mind really starts working and and things really start changing. And one thing I notice is that kids have a hard time with change. So in that instance, what do you advise parents who have um, kids that are going to be going through different changes during during that time, and they really don't have an outlet? Um, to reach out to to assist them um, to better assist their own children?
4: Okay. I'd be glad to answer that. And that really um, transitions into one of the programs that I have for parents, and that's transparency training, transparency training. Oftentimes, because we are connected emotionally with our children, we are not, we, it seems as if we are far removed from what's evident right there in the moment, what they're showing you. And because you are a parent, it's important that you be right. And I hope that I uh, clarify that, not in terms of right versus wrong, ethically or morally, but what I mm-hmm. say goes. Um, and so, with that, that causes a disconnect emotionally with the child because when that occurs and how often it occurs, then the trust level is broken. That's why they come to my office and spill the beans, versus their mother is with them every single day, mother or father is with them every single day. So, if you learn to actively listen, actively listen not only uh, involves activating your ears, but it also involves activating your eyes. Uh-huh. With that being with that being stated, being able to sit or step back, despite what you are hearing, and listen, process the information, be engaging. In other words, don't stare off. Be engaging. Let them know that you are hearing them and you're listening, but not saying anything until they are finished. I teach parents, if you got to sit on your hands, then sit on them. Because it's necessary for them to have that space to be able to share. And that's one reason why teenagers do not want to talk to their parents. They can't get a word in. They feel misunderstood. Right. And actively learning how to communicate, in which I also have an assertive Training course that's relevant to teaching you how to listen, but what what to say. So I think those are the uh, factors that are important in order to bridge that gap and foster the relationship.
3: Mm-hmm. I, totally, I definitely. Hmm. Lisa and I actually opened up our show on that same um, on that same vibe, and and not just wait to hear. Not just wait for the person that you're talking to to finish, but to actually, just so you can jump in, but to actually hear what they're saying so you can properly respond to it and not just react to it and just want yourself heard. You have to be able to listen, and listening is an art, and it's not just for our young people. It's for our adults and ourselves as well because Sometimes you just be overwhelmed when someone is coming at you that you don't have a chance to react, and, and, and it's all a one-sided conversation or a one-sided mm-hmm. dialogue, and that's not good because you can't go, from, go anywhere from that.
1: Right. Or you have a conversation with them on an adult level. You're asking them questions that when they say they don't know, they don't know. You know, and uh-huh. it's not because they. Sometimes it's just you know their way of just blowing stuff off. But sometimes it's that you've asked them something that is over their head. It's it's mm-hmm. beyond their understanding. And so uh-huh. I think as parents we have to learn because I know I do because my son will tell you in a minute my mama don't listen to me. I don't. Uh-huh. I don't. You you a kid when you do when you handling your business then you come to me about listening to you. But. I think that I have to learn, and a lot of parents have to learn how to communicate with them on their level so that when we're having conversation, it's it's not so frustrating for us when they say, I don't know, because sometimes they really just don't know.
4: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I think it's also an art to, to get them to communicate, and that's, again, one of the reasons why I teach these particular courses. There's an art. There's an art to knowing when to ask a question. There's an art to know how to formulate the question. There's an art to know how to start a conversation. See, all of these are
1: difficult entities for guardians or parents. Uh huh. Absolutely. Now, when you decided to sit down and write your book, what was the most difficult part of putting your book together? Um,
4: Most difficult part
1: Quite honestly
4: I don't think there Was any difficulty in terms of The content Reason being because this is uh, I've already built The authority in terms of doing This for over 15 years and helping Over a thousand teenagers a year So Mm -hmm. the, The desire that I have To teach and coach the teenagers Just spilled out on the page In actuality, it only took me a few days to write the book. A few days? Wow. So I guess if I was to answer your question, it would probably be the working that was almost out of my hand, which takes the effect of editing and formatting, those exterior things. Mm
1: -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, we always say – um, here on Left Chat. You got to know what you know because you know it. As authors. Um, it makes your job and, and your ability to write a little easier when you know a little bit, when you know the purpose of a publisher, when you know a little bit about the editing, a little bit about formatting. Um, you're, mm-hmm. you're understanding a little bit about Amazon, you know, and I always tell people, get those self-publishing books. It's not saying that's Everybody's not ready to self-publish, but those books give you the information that you need to help you be comfortable and and, and have an understanding on what's going on around you. Yeah. Yeah, but it's, it's always
4: just like Nike has their motto, just do it. I think, that's what we have to take on in order to be inspired and to motivate ourselves. You know, that was one message that I heard just a couple of weeks ago. Do I want to die with everything that I have in me that I wanted to share or do I want to die empty? Oh, that's a good I, one. I put out everything. I wrote my book. I've traveled. I spoke. I did everything that I wanted to do. And so when I die, Will I be satisfied? And I know a, you know, kind of ironic statement, but it's something to really think about. Mm-hmm.
3: It really is. Hmm. Now, if we were sitting hmm. here
1: a year from now and we were talking about the things that you have accomplished um, in 2017, what are some of those things we'll be talking about?
4: Um, well, well, we'll be talking about forward uh, movement, opening up additional businesses, uh, of course, uh, the multiple books. Um, let's see here, learning myself and moving forward as well. Um, and I think, you know, self preservation is very important in my particular field because I'm pouring out a lot and I'm getting uh the information a lot so I have to have uh self preservation I have to reboot so learning just more ways to do that and in order for me to reset and to help as many other people as I can uh-huh.
3: That's wonderful. This is Tony. Um, I want to just talk about your book a little bit because Leisha and I, we, we're a little book bougie, and we admit it, and I know we need a class for that, a club for that. <laughs> but <laughs> the title of your book, Your Wings Are Ready, how did you come up with that? Because some titles just jump out at you, and that jumps out at me. You know, honestly,
4: if you really take a look at the transition of a teenager, I'll use mm-hmm. an analogy of a butterfly, the caterpillar, and a metamorphosis process. Okay. There has to be a process, a natural evolution process, in order to allow the caterpillar to become this beautiful butterfly. Mm-hmm. It. They have to go through uh, the lava stage, The you know, I can really name it, but that's that's neither here nor there. But understanding that there's a process, and much like teenagers, there's a process that is necessary in order to evolve into healthy citizens, healthy people. Mm-hmm. And with that, with that, the cocoon, just like the butterfly, the strategies and the fostering of a teenager is what helps them to grow into this butterfly. And so mm-hmm. thus, your wings are ready. When that butterfly is ready to crack that, it shale. And nothing can interrupt the process of the butterfly, or otherwise it would be vain. In other words, no sunlight can penetrate through it. It has mm-hmm. to work itself out. And in other words, so there are stages, and so therefore I thought it was important to share the stages that are necessary to help the teenagers. To fly And therefore Your wings are ready The miraculous teenage journey Of change was produced Mm
3: -hmm. I love that cover And I love how you Have the the two um, The two I don't want to say kids But you know How they're like Looking so free With Mm -hmm. their wings attached But can you just tell Our
1: listening audience
3: Just a little bit about the book Without giving away anything And um, just, just what they can expect
1: when they crack the spine
4: of that book. Sure. Um, As I stated before, you know, Your Wings Are Ready, The Miraculous Teenage Journey of Change is a guide for the teenagers that teaches strategies for life situationships. And I have introduced proven strategies in which I have incorporated in years in private practice to reduce the stress level in the teenage years all while assisting the team to gain and understand time management skills, learning responsibilities, having more leisure time, um, as well as learning healthy communication, having social relationships, um, the adequacy in order to feel those, having them to regulate their emotions, um, having them to manage anger, and the list goes on and on. So when they crack the book, if you will, they will understand that the the world is already focused on the latest trends and tragedies that has happened with our injustice our government they already deal with peer pressure and bullying they even deal with financial uh stresses and status and so as a result they are distracted and so it was my hope that I would help them to learn to hold themselves accountable by these uh, strategies for taking responsibility Mm -hmm. of their own emotions and their behaviors. We've got a lot of teenagers that are angry today, angry at one thing or another.
3: And so Mm -hmm. with that,
4: my hope is to help them to reduce negative situationship. That's
3: awesome. This is Tony still, you know, I'm so, I'm so intrigued excuse me, by what you offer because you're not only um, working on them now, but you're feeding into them the ingredients of being a successful person as they grow and become an adult because those are all the ingredients that you want to find in adulthood, that responsibility. And then here in my household, accountability is our words for our household. You have to mm-hmm. be accountable for your actions, and that's just a strong Strong word. So that word is always resonating within my children's ears because they know once we step to them, you're gonna to have to be accountable. So I love the ingredients that you are are given to our youth, and I'm and I'm praying that they take it and they spread their wings and they 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 take it forth. You know that what is it? Pay it forward. Um, mm-hmm. Because that's so important, and a lot of adults lack those ingredients. Right. They really do.
4: Mhm. Right. You know the environment makes a difference in the progression of a child. Mhm.
3: It really does. Now, what brings Shante joy when when she's able to to see how a, a, a young person comes through the door, how they have grown? What what gives you joy to as they go through that that process?
4: When I see them having the independent ability to navigate and use these strategies that would show up on the outside school, home, church, environment, Y M C A, et cetera, and be Mm -hmm. able to come back and say, Miss G that's what the kids call me, Miss G, I was able to handle myself. I am so proud of me. And so there's a, a light bulb that come on in them that helps them to mm. know, which reinforces to me, like I always tell them, you have the power inside. Mm-hmm. Just take what you know, use it, practice it, and it'll get better. And so those moments when they come back and say, I know what you're talking about, I know what you're talking about, that's where the excitement and the joy comes in.
3: Mm-hmm. And also when you see them do it and unconsciously, they just naturally mm-hmm. do it. You know, that 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 brings me joy when they're not even aware that they're doing it, and they're doing it right. Right, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to um, ask you a fun question before you leave the chat room. We have so enjoyed. You know, we could sit here and talk to you all night because this is a, we're ta- passionate about our youth here in the chat room. Now, I'm going to ask you a, a fun question because um, you are who I think this question is. are you back with us? I think, yes, ma'am. I'm here. It's a hero question, Santa, If you were a superhero, what would your powers be, and why? <laughs> okay, if I was a superhero,
4: and this may sound odd, I would want to be a superhero whose uh suit is of an eagle, an eagle?
3: because
4: an eagle mm.
3: because the eagle has the
4: power to see beyond any other creation. They can be high in the sky and have forward vision to see something on the ground, the target. And they can come from the sky all the way up there with the one Uh target in view and conquer that one target. And I look at that with life. If we Uh can stay focused, if we can be in our destiny if we can know who we are and we zone in and swoop and that up, we'll be much happier. Much better focused people. Because there's mm-hmm. so much distractions out. And so that's who what type of superhero I would be. I guess you can call me Eagle Girl.
3: <laughs> so
4: you, just blew,
3: you blew it out the window. That was deep. <laughs> oh my God. I love that infinite And the reason behind it. At least I think she can see your (laughs) award. I got
1: another one. I got another one that I did on Facebook today that everybody is having a good time with. If you were a drug, what drug would you be and why?
3: Hmm.
4: Well, hmm. That's an interesting question (laughs) that I'm kind of stuck on. Um. Hmm. Two things are coming to mind. Disclaimer. Mm-hmm. I am have never had drugs. Okay? <laughs> In any, <laughs> it can, it can any factor, okay? So let's put that out there. Plug. Um, codeine is ha- is coming to me. Codeine. All the medications that have codeine because it instantly brings satisfaction, and ease to pain. Oh, that's a good one.
1: So that's what comes to me. That's a good one. Mm -hmm. It is. Now, we appreciate you coming to kick it with us here in the chat room. We want you to shout out all of your social media, your website, any events you have coming up, any um. Services or programs you have uh, coming up that people can um, get into, and mm-hmm. and your book where everybody can get your book from.
4: Sure. Right now we're doing a promo, the bonus I just posted on social media, Facebook, uh, PCTS LLC. You can type that in or you know, Purpose Community uh, Therapeutic Services LLC, where I just dropped the bonus nugget. You get. Um, two free preview chapters of the book, absolutely free. All you have to do is click on the link, put in your info, and you will immediately get it. So social media, again, Facebook, Purpose Community Therapeutic Services, LLC, um, Golson underscore, that's G-O-L-S-O-N underscore, P as in Paul, C as in Cat, T as in Tom, S as in Sam is the uh, handle um, on Twitter. Now, you can go to my website, which is PurposeCommunityTherapy.com, to get access to all of the counseling and education and services that we do. You can book and call us at 770-648-6002, and we'll be happy to oblige you as we have weekend and night and evening hours for your convenience. Um I would say go ahead and plug in to the free bonus because that would give you access to me to reach out to the other products that I have as well as to get you all prepared and set up for purchasing the book. The e-book is available. Um, There's a webinar that is coming up on the 19th, Monday, June the 19th, in which I'm going to do a webinar on the book title, Your Wings Are Ready, The Miraculous Teenage Journey of Change, to share some of these strategies live and in person for all of the teams. So if you have a child, a grandchild, the age of 12 to 18, you want to jump on that. Again, go to Facebook, Purpose Community Therapeutic Services, LLC, or PCTS LLC, Sign in, log in, get that free pre-book, and that will give me the opportunity to send you out the free webinar, free master class. You actually get that uh, value at $400, absolutely wow. free. Wow. So make sure
3: you
1: guys head on over there. Absolutely. And you know that you are welcome back anytime. anytime you have anything that you want to just chat about any events that you want to talk about, uh, you are always more than welcome. When your next book drops, you are always welcome to come on here and talk that talk with me and Miss Tony. I appreciate it,
3: and I would love to join you guys again. Well, thank you so much. And you keep doing what you're doing because it's making a difference in our world, in our future world, so we thank you for that.
4: Absolutely. Thank you.
3: You're welcome. Have a good evening.
4: You too. Okay.
1: I love it. I love it. There's so many um, kids that actually need this. You know, I, it's mm-hmm. it's really it's much needed. They go through so much. They do so much. And a lot of times, like she said, they may not necessarily share with their parents. And they have mm-hmm. to be able to share and be able to break down and understand. And they have to be able to see what a distraction is and understand how to work through a distraction.
3: hmm that platform is definitely needed, and uh, I just wish that there was more more out there, and, and I'm praying that it is more out there because they're our future. You
1: know, they're our future. Absolutely. We're going to take a brief break here on Let's Chat. Welcome if you've just tuned in. If you missed our first guest, no worries. Head over to blogtalks.com and check out our archives. You can also check our archives out on SoundCloud and iTunes. We're going to play you a little Keith Robinson. That's right. He's a little, He's more than just an actor. Keith Robinson is a singer as well. Make sure you guys head out and pick up his new album, Love Episolic.
2: Just because you tears, like I'm crying, I'm to be big
5: Do you want to get in? Come on, let's jam. Are you an author looking for promotional services? Or a reader looking
4: for a great read at low prices? In this competitive world of books, Writing Royalty Promotions is dedicated to bringing authors and readers together to build a greater respect for literature through our various Promotional services and online bookstore. So head over to rightworld and check us out.
1: Yes, we are back. We are back. Welcome to Let's Chat. I'm Leisha. I got my right hand. Sometimes my left, depending on what I got going on. I appreciate Miss Tony. She always there for me. We are talking that talk today about just keep women just keep going we're about to have the fabulous author and publisher and magazine uh ceo of great Great grapevine i think that's what it's called magazine getting ready to come and kick it with us in the chat room the fabulous felicia bradshaw tony did we did we
3: lose her no she's
1: not in yet i'm waiting
3: oh Okay, I thought we lost her, she was coming on You know, Leash, I really enjoyed Our last guest, and uh, make sure You hit those archives, because she Shante Golson, She's doing some amazing work With our youth, and it's Much needed, Leash, you know That that segment of our show really, really Touched our heart, my heart And uh, it just makes you Aware of what is needed In our communities, you know Communities across the world Have youth that are in need of programs mm-hmm. that Miss Golson offers. So please check out our archives and um hear all that she has to share and hear her passion. You can hear her passion and what it what what it is that she does as well. And that's what we love here on this chat. Hearing our guests passion about what they are involved in.
1: Absolutely, I definitely agree with that because there I think it's part of society as well. You know, where Mm -hmm. people don't feel like they need to go to counseling. You have some grown-ups that need to go to counseling. You know, it's important to, I always say, to clean out your emotional basement. Um, Having all of that just cooped up stuff just in your basement, just there, taking up space is not healthy. Mm -hmm. And we pass that unhealthiness over to our children. Um, And we need to encourage each other. You know, if, if you know that some people are going through some things, encourage them to go to counseling. You know, mm-hmm. encourage family counseling. I think mm-hmm. blended families are the hardest families to um mesh together. You mm-hmm. know, and most of the time they do need counseling just to be able to move and move through life. But I think regular right. families because everybody is so wrapped up in whatever it is that they're doing and we get away from being a family and being together. We got the fabulous Felicia Grasha. Okay. In the chat room. Hey,
3: honey. How are you? How you doing?
1: Welcome,
5: thank you. Good to be here. Hey, you I got so I'm much
1: going. going on, girl. You gotta let us know what you've been cooking in your creative kitchen over there.
5: I am cooking it up in a hot crock pot, I guess. <laughs> 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 I um you know I tap into everything to keep my hands greasy. So I do have um um a new urban fiction book dropping and believe it is February. And um I have four children's books out and eight urban fiction.
2: So,
5: mm-hmm. Yeah. Been doing some book signings and You know, hitting up the book fairs and and some side graphics design. So I I stay busy.
3: I stay busy.
5: We
1: see you over there just doing some everything. You got your hand in every pot you can think about having your hand in. That's
5: (laughs) what you got to do. Stay greedy. You got to stay greedy. You do or you lose it. Or you, you either lose it or it clutters your brain.
1: I definitely agree with that And then being a publisher as well As yes. an author What are some of the things Just throughout your experiences Throughout your Just um, the, the things that you Have learned Everything that you can think about Through your literary career um, With all of the books that you have written What was the most difficult Part of your journey
5: The dismantling of uh, Queen Midas books hit me hard under um press You know uh-huh. it's hard to go into business with friends and um when you do, I think you need to know the difference between business and friendship. you know what i mean yeah. you have to you have to know how to draw the line you have to um. Mm-hmm. 'Cause then your heart's in it and you lose more than just business. Uh-huh. You know I mhm. Mean? Uh-huh. Um I think it also made me stronger
2: because
5: I took a lot with me on my journey. Uh-huh. I think she helped, helped me I helped. she helped me be better at um uh, being a little more thick skinned. 'Cause there I was a baby. And um not take anything personal so. Um, I think she helped me thicken my skin and I think she taught me how to um, be more considerate of other people's feelings as a publisher now okay. I would say that probably was my hardest okay. and I've had some journeys you know I was new uh, Newhouse's first author under Delphine um, she, I guess you just residue you pick it up. Stuff happens to you. You leave some residue, but the residue ain't always bad. I think when you mature enough to know that nothing's personal, uh-huh. you know what I mean. That residue you learn from. Um, Jamaica News House, she's she's a powerhouse. So, you know, I learned that. I learned a lot of stuff along the way from her. I learned a lot of stuff from. Queen Eider, my own personal journeys and writing. I think people need not to ignore the bad. What they think mm-hmm. is bad, because it, sometimes it flips over on you. You know what I mean? And it ends up being something useful.
3: So. Mm-hmm. Wow. Now, this is Tony, Alicia. Uh, you do have your hands in a lot of pots, like Alicia said. <laughs>
2: Between yeah, you,
3: <laughs> between <laughs> you being an author and mm-hmm. everything and everything else that you're involved in, and being a mm-hmm. publisher, how mm-hmm. do you find time to focus in and and do what you have to do individually aside from being a publisher, and at the same time looking overlooking those that are under your publishing? For me, I
5: don't make time. Time makes. It's way into my space Because I, I work too i work full time and oh, six Boy. months out of the year I work two jobs, you know what I'm saying so I work two jobs and i um six months out of the year I do that, and i do um uh the graphic design i prep books i don't know i don't i don't know how wow. um i I'm a scattered brain. So the way I guess other people see it, I don't see it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It just mm-hmm. happens, and I just do it until I finish it.
3: You just got two more. You got doing graphics, and you got a, a full-time. You, you you just, I'm tired just listening.
5: <laughs> so, yeah, it is a lot. It is a, it, it is a lot, but mm-hmm. it's not for me. I don't hang out. Okay. Never did. I did it young. I did it a lot. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? And I think people close enough to me know that it ain't ignoring them sometimes. It's just, you know, I go into my little bubble and it's about me. You're doing what
1: you got to do. Absolutely. I, don't, I don't
5: know if you could call it doing what you got to do. I just do. Does
3: that make sense? Okay.
1: You just make there it do that. what it do on a regular basis, you know. And we definitely understand he, that here on Left Jack, because you know, no grass, no grass, grass don't grow up under our feet. Me and T are always busy doing something. Um, mm-hmm. Now, do you realize? As it? As opposed-
5: huh? Do you, Do you realize that you you're super busy, or you just do? That's what I mean.
1: Um. Sometimes I don't realize until I sit down for like five minutes and be like, Oh, I got. A lot of stuff I got to do, you know sometimes I'm just doing stuff, and yeah. I might to eat or I might you know forget something. sometimes my mind just goes to the left because I'm just so focused on whatever it is I have going on that um I think it's easy to get wrapped up, yeah, and yeah. just wrapped up in 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 your world outside of life, and sometimes right. I think we do that a lot of times. But as okay. an author and a publisher, what are some jewels you can drop on up-and-coming art um, authors or even seasoned authors that um, may be trying to maneuver through this, this this industry that we have?
5: I don't think anybody's seasoned. I think everybody is new. And I don't care if you've been in this industry 20 years. You're still new. Because uh-huh. we are forever changing, this industry uh-huh. forever changing. People's likes, uh-huh. dislikes, ex- what they accept and what they won't accept, forever changing. So how you stay? How how are you seasoned? If you're still in your season, you understand? Uh-huh. New authors, as you may put it, homework. It's all about homework. I go to book fairs and I hear uh, authors uh, just say Amazon like it's the the, the beginning and the end. (laughs) It's the the first coming.
1: They don't know nothing
5: Mm -hmm. else. You understand? But they want to be self-publishers and you get paychecks, for uh, royalty checks that be $25. And you don't understand why. Mm
2: -hmm.
5: Because there's more to selling a book them writing it and and dropping a link on Amazon. You've got to know know your audience and know who you want as an audience. People say, well, Mm -hmm. I I stay in the urban community and I live in the urban community. I want to be in the community. I don't care if you read or not. I'm trying to get you to read. Mm -hmm. I don't care to the readers.
1: you know what, when you say that, Felicia, I'm glad you said that because just because you are in the urban community and just because that is who your social media audience is does not mean that that is your reading audience. That's right. So many people, like so many different genres, this is kind sort of like walking into to a 31 place or walking into Cold Stone. You wanna taste this, you wanna taste that. Let me taste this. You don't know what you like until somebody has introduced you to it or one. Right. But a lot of times they say, you know, they write books on certain things. They could be nonfiction books. And it's like, Oh, I can't get this sold because that's your fan base that you have right there, they're there for interaction. They're not there to read your book. And I think a lot of people get confused on social media. They see someone that drops um a post, or they drop a link, or they have a live and they have five hundred people on the live, and you know, just because. And you, you got one people, book
5: sale, <laughs> and your five hundred right. live.
1: Exactly. <laughs> right, Just because they're on that live, just because they are clicking like to a post, just because they're even sharing a post, does not mean that they have went over to Amazon and one-clicked that book. You will get so many people that tell you, I support you verbally. But see, Mm -hmm. support is like saying, I love you. Love is an action word. Support is an action word.
3: So support
1: is one-clicking that book. Support is sharing the link and and being that word of mouth for that person to get other people to one-click that book. You know what I'm saying?
5: Right, right. It has to be a domino effect. you got to see it as that. People say, you be posting in there or you ain't. Posting in these rooms don't mean nothing because I've been a reader first.
3: Mm-hmm. You can't
5: go in a room with 900 authors <laughs> and drop a link. As a reader, do you really go into these groups that say Best Urban Books and, and go looking through and scrolling through to find a – Oh, look, look! Look at these books. Interesting. Do you really? No, you don't. Uh huh. But let your girlfriend get on the phone with you and say, "Girl, I just read such and such. I'm in tears."
1: Uh-huh.
5: <laughs> You're better <laughs> off like that than mm, than
1: absolutely
5: than this this myth of link dropping. You and understand? this is the
1: thing with the link. And I'm a promoter and I do I drop links for authors that are not able to promote their books. But the thing about promotion, the main part of promotion is interaction. If ain't nobody checking for you, that means that Mm -hmm. if nobody is interested in you, they don't know you. They don't know what you write. You they don't you got you have authors, tons of authors that have so much going on on their page, but they don't have one of their own book links dropped on their own personal page. Nobody Hello. knows they write. They don't know what they write. You have to interact with people. You have so many different authors that don't drop links at all. I've never yeah. seen Ashley and Jaquavis drop a link. Why? Because Hello they interact they with them. their readers. That's and the readers become right. your right. free promotion because they go out in the reader taxi cab. And they pick up other readers through that word of mouth, and then they bring them back over to the party on your page, and then they get wrapped up in interaction. They start reading your books, and then all of a sudden, they got another taxi cab that's going out Hello. to get some more readers. Hello,
5: but if you don't Like a whole big tour company. Right.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Exactly.
1: It don't matter yep. how many books, how many yep. links you drop, how many promoters you got dropping your links. It you doesn't matter know. because nobody knows know. who you are. They know who they are, but they don't know who you are. Hello. Stop.
5: Stop it. Don't
1: send me no inboxes. <laughs> that's it. just my opinion.
5: Just okay, <laughs> When you do promotion, it is not sitting on your butt, on your phone. It just ain't. Because like you said, you can pay people who know how to really, really do that. But that's not the beginning of the end either. You need to get uh-huh. some light up. You need to do some blog um 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 guest blogs. You need to you need to um think about a product for your book. Right. I got, I got a children's book that i um published and designed called Um Afraid of Monsters No More. It's a children's book. You got a dipped on over there. Right? So uh-huh. I went to Sacramento's Black Book Fair. Twenty eye books they sold, and I was a little jealous because my book on the table, my children's book is on the table too. But this particular book, I was testing a product. It was gone because it attracted the eye of the mother and the child. Uh-huh. I did a drawstring pouch. I made it monster material drawstring pouch with a "Afraid of Monsters No More." monsters be gone spray mm-hmm. empty bottle because it's full of magic you understand? <laughs> you understand empty bottle full of magic with a um, bravery oath inside the bottle oh. and They asked me what was it I said this is she said well what do you put in it I said Man it's, I don't have to put anything in it it's magic and she said well where's the magic and I pointed to her her son I said "And him there's an oath in here that if he reads aloud or you read it aloud enough to him, and he keeps hearing, you're brave, you got courage, you're brave, you got courage, he will believe it. it.
3: Mm-hmm. He won't
5: even need this spray after a while because he won't mm-hmm. be afraid of the dark anymore. That alone,
3: mm-hmm.
5: all my books was gone. Wow. You understand? Think about think about what you could add to this book that don't cost a fortune.
3: Uh-huh.
5: And not to say it, but sometimes it takes a gimmick. You understand? Uh-huh. If, you, if, you, if, you, if, if your man. book is, hello, uh-huh. you got to know more than just this cover and these words. How you present that book to the people and it coming in your face is everything. Short and sweet. That's right. Your book table. Tell me a little
3: bit about your book, your children's books.
5: Um, You said you want to know a little about them? Yeah. Yes.
3: yeah
1: I mean, I got a of kids they here, got little bitty kids. They, they, need, they need that for something. They're going to need to read and give their kids something to chew on. Let me tell you okay, something.
5: Literally. If it don't start with them, where do it start? hmm That's where it's supposed to start.
3: Exactly. You know what I mean?
5: Your kid's seeing you read. <laughs> that's <laughs> right. how I grew up. So
3: seeing my mother yes. read. And that's why I Being have a mom. <laughs> yes,
5: yes. So I decided to start a book company called uh, Brand New Happy Moon. And it, I started it because of my niece. She started telling me stories about... um how she was feeling about growing up. Now, mind you, she was three at the time. <laughs> three. She had this blanket. <laughs> the blanket was way too small. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, when are you going to get a big girl blanket? She said, this is a big girl blanket. I said, no, that blanket is too small. <laughs> so from there on, she told me this big old story. And I'm laughing like, I can put that in a book. This is a book. And I was just, you know how people say that, and they don't really mean it, and I didn't. But then once I got home, I was telling my daughter about the idea, right? So she was like, we should write it. I said, I can't get my th- I can know what I want to say, but I can't get it all out. So my daughter, mm-hmm. we never touched it again. My daughter came back maybe a week or two later. She had a paper she wrote for school, and it was kind of like the story. I said, oh, my
2: gosh, what is a
5: story. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, I said, oh, my I could tweak that, so now all my mm-hmm. ideas is out, and I and I took this, sent it to an illustrator. Mm-hmm. No, sent it to a book designer. She did me wrong, and I learned that you know sometimes folks ain't right, <laughs> you know mm-hmm. but it's a blessing because I learned from her. That's how I learned how to build the other books. But this time I okay. I'm gonna go and do get me an um, illustrator. If he wasn't in my head, it was so scary. He drew it the way I saw it, without even mm. I just sent him the words right drew my niece, never seen her before. I knew that was what I wanted to do sometimes mm. your your journey you're walking slow and it mm-hmm. and it push you in the back. <laughs> you'd be like, "Oh, you fall into it." And I fell into
4: right.
5: it And I've been saying It didn't drop yet It's called No More Cold Tolls um, But I wanted to do more Than just right. drop the children's books We know that when we drop the urban books That's where they are They books But when you drop children's books There's more There's more to it it's, mm-hmm. it's, I'm putting my I'm putting my imagination Into your kids' heads for them to take it where they need to take it.
2: Uh-huh.
5: You understand? did' no more cold toes. It was her struggle in growing up. It was her struggle in not growing old, but growing period. And I think uh-huh. kids want to hold on to, to baby stuff when it's time to be a big girl. Uh-huh. So that's what that book was about. Her second book is Julia Bop's To The Bee. She learns to speak through music and sound. Uh-huh. So growth and your kids is the best way to write a book because they're going to relate.
3: You see it.
5: Uh-huh. So I, then I said, okay, I'm going to do that. I got you. <laughs> so
3: uh-huh. I wrote you Noemi
5: know, Any mean, um, Waits for Tomorrow. The little girl, she's my best friend, too, my little, and um she is busy all the time. You know how your parents would say, you don't have to do everything in one day. Tomorrow is coming. But this little girl didn't have no friends because she moved into a new neighborhood during mm. the summertime. Okay. So she didn't meet nobody in school yet. Good school ain't in yet. So mm-hmm. she in the yard playing, doing all this stuff, and that's what her mother said to her. Slow down. Take your time. You know, tomorrow is coming. She was like, Tomorrow is right. coming. She thinks tomorrow is a person.
3: Oh. <laughs> she thinks
5: tomorrow is going to be her next friend.
3: Uh huh.
5: So she's going around through the yard talking to animals and birds and, and she's asking them about tomorrow.
3: Mm-hmm.
5: And the ending is really cool because it's amazing what she meets when she wakes up.
2: Oh. She knows
5: she misses out on tomorrow, right?
3: Uh-huh.
5: She, she ends up meeting today.
3: Uh-huh. You get it? Yep. <laughs> and a little twist there. Awesome. And, you know and some, play on words there. <laughs> <laughs> awesome.
5: And the book is really bright. And I'm doing this one. I kind of use my other books as you know what? Authors need a guinea pig.
4: Uh-huh. Test That's your writing.
5: True. Test uh-huh. your writing. Write a short story. Write a short that you want. That you're gonna give away. You understand? Mm-hmm. Give it away and see what to do. Send it where you need to send it to get reviews. See, people don't want to give nothing away.
3: Right. That's right. Because right. they oh, think
5: it's time. a loss. It's not a loss. It's a game.
3: Either mm-hmm. way, if they like
5: it or not, it's still a game. Because if they don't like it, you, you got Time to prep what you do,
3: what you are gonna put a price on.
5: You understand? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
3: will find out what they didn't like about it and, and and go from there as well. And use that to polish up your real work. Yes. Mm-hmm. Your,
5: your work with a price tag. shall I say? I should say real work, but your work with a price tag.
3: Exactly. That's unless you know, Catlish and I talk about those one, one and two star reviews. It's just as important as those four and five ones are.
1: If anything more,
3: Mhm. so I these Facebook
1: readers'
5: favorites and I got five star reviews. Mm-hmm. But
1: this is the thing about a review you can get a one star review. That's the one to be if I've never met you, never heard about you, I'm just scrolling on Amazon. I'm looking at the one star, two star reviews because I want to see why. I want to see. What your pen does to your readers. What does your pen mm. do to your readers? If your pen puts mm. them in their feelings and now they need to use your reviews as a message board, I'm all for it, honey. I'm about to get my one click on. She and her feelings. I don't know who Sadie and Johnny are, but I want to know what's going on. the way She done wrote a two page, one, a two page, one, a no, three on Sadie and Johnny.
5: <laughs> yes. Right, what she did. Like, you took that much time? You took that much time to write about what you don't like and how I pissed you off? I done did my job whether you liked the book or not.
2: Exactly.
5: (laughs) So my job was to alter or poke at your feelings. Now, if you were up there saying, girl, the book was just, it was all over the place. I couldn't even tell you about Johnny. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
5: You know what I'm saying? Or the exactly. grammar and that was like, whoa, or the early or to the uh, Earl needed an editor. I just couldn't get past the first chapter. Now that's that's different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. But that's then different. one, where they were like, oh, that didn't make sense. I wanted her to be like this. I can't believe she did this. Did my job. Exactly. And plus, <laughs> did it well too. Don't, and then don't think. When you send that book to a reviewer, and a reviewer, a, like a paid reviewer, a Kirkus, or a reader's favorite, and you get a review, and it's like a two-star, you best believe whoever read that, when your second book dropped, they're coming for you. Mm-hmm. I know I want to see it. I know, but I didn't like your little crappy book in the beginning. <laughs> I want to see what book two is like.
3: I'm
1: Absolutely. It. Well, you know we always have a good time with you in the chat room. You always roll through. You always have I books. Always I really do. knowledge and jewels. We so appreciate you. We want Thank you so to much. shout out all of your social media before you roll out of the chat room. All right, I'm. I'm
5: just gonna sum it up real easy. I don't drop Facebook. I don't. My name is Felicia Bradshaw. That's enough right there. Girl, you can Google me. <laughs> I got about twenty-seven pages on Google. You know what I'm saying? Wow. So you can either Google me as Felicia Bradshaw. You can learn everything about me—the good, the bad, the ugly, the beautiful, the cute. You <laughs> a lot of cute. You know. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, you can go to www. I am Com, and that's uh-huh. all. Everything urban. And uh-huh. then, if you wanna. Go into my childlike mind, <laughs> <Get on laughs> www.brandnewhappymoonpublishing.com. You need mm-hmm. a book trailer. You need a flyer, banner. You need some talking, to about yourself, your book and what you want to pair it with. I got mm-hmm. mine is forever moving. So you can find that on www.webrandnewauthors.com.
3: I appreciate oh, you a Jane of all trades, girl. I'm kind of all time. going on. I even <laughs> made bow ties. Go, <laughs> girls! Stop it.
5: Bow ties, clothes, t-shirts. I even
3: got thank you. I'm an office canoe. Opening
1: out some time for us.
3: <laughs> thank
5: you, guys. I really appreciate it. I really do.
1: We appreciate you, and you know you're always welcome to your fabulous wife. Hello, she she writes right. as well. I mean, we got to get her in here. To talk all right, talk. All right. We appreciate you. you, have a good evening
5: You too good night. good night
1: We always love when Felicia Bradshaw Comes and kicks it with us here in the chat room Now we're going to bring in Baby girl, we call her baby girl We started three, four years ago In a reading group together Now she is mm-hmm. an author mm-hmm. She has three books um, One more on the way I'm so proud of her okay.
3: Athlete mm-hmm. Nicole
1: Author Royal Nicole Hey, hey. Hi guys Hey sweetie how, how are you how
3: about We are good We are good That's good here.
1: So you got to, for all of those who don't know who you are, they don't know Royal Nicole, they haven't tapped into your reading and writing genius, tell everybody a little bit about yourself uh, and your literary journey.
5: Well, um, I'm Royal Nicole. Um, I started off with Lockdown Publications and Cash. Um, I was technically the first one to sign to Cash. Uh, So I I rocked with LDP for, for three years that I was with them. And um, I dropped uh, uh, Boston Up 1 and 2 under LDP. And then um, I took a break from writing because I had some issues going on with my daughter. And I had to tend to that. Got to take care of home first. So when I came back, boom, two years later. So we decided to revise Parts uh, 1 and 2 and then drop Part 3 under a new title. So um now um my contract was is complete with them. So I have now signed, signed to Raquel Williams. Mm-hmm. And that's who I'm with now and I got some
3: new work coming soon. Awesome.
1: That's awesome. Great. So tell us how you got um connected with um Raquel.
3: Let me tell you. I um
5: when I decided that um it was time for me to leave lockdown, I was like, yo, I said, "You know I, I talked to a few people, and I was like, "Let me see who who are some good people to sign with because I didn't just want to sign with anybody and so um Raquel was one of the ones at the top of the list, um and a friend of mine a friend of mine recommended her, so I sent her my manuscript. And I was nervous because I didn't think, I was like, yo, what if she doesn't sign me? Oh, my goodness. And she hit me back, and boom, it was like right that. And I was like, oh, my goodness, I'm with Raquel. <laughs> <laughs> wow.
3: You know, she she's a friend to the show as well. She has some awesome, awesome authors under her publisher as well, so you're in good hands.
5: Yeah, Ashton she she's publisher. very very nice. She I like her. Mm-hmm. Now
1: I have a question, um, Ashley, because you've you've been writing for a while. You have, no, mm-hmm. so you have your books under your belt. What made you decide to sign with another publisher instead of doing self publishing like a lot of authors are doing?
5: Um, I decided to hold off on doing self publishing only because. It takes a lot to do self publishing you know you gotta pay for covers and editors and all that, and then, too, I wasn't as confident enough to where I felt like everyone knew who Ro Nicole was to step out and do self publishing. I was like, you know, you know people are still getting to learn who I am, you know, even though I've been in the literary game for three years, I mean, I got the Boston Up series and it Come for me. Out or not, it was like yo, I'm, I'm still not known to nobody because I took such a long break off. Um And so I was like, you know, I just need to pause and you know sign with someone else. And you know, I figured you know self publishing will come later.
3: Hmm. So that's something that you may want to do eventually down the line.
5: Yes, ma'am, it is that I that I do
3: know. Hmm. Absolutely Go ahead C. It's good to know the different aspects of what it takes to get a book out You know, Lisha and I are always saying from start to finish There's a lot that goes into getting a book out So knowing those precious steps can help you become a better author Or become a better publisher Because you kind of got to feel You don't necessarily have to know how to do it all But just to know the steps that it takes to get a book out from start to finish
5: yeah, it, it you know, it's a lot and I recommend every publisher that has to go through with multiple authors and multiple series and books. Like I I really, really commend them because it is a lot. And okay. um, you know, it, it it take it takes a lot of time and and it takes a lot of money and it takes a lot of patience. So Absolutely. Yeah. I
1: think that's the best part about you working under cash. Cash I I believe is a a very seasoned author and publisher, but he gives you the real. Like he's not gonna sugarcoat what it is.
5: No, that that he is not, not one bit <laughs> <laughs> not, you know, um and and I you know, I told Cash, you know, I, I will forever be grateful to him, you know, for giving me the start with lockdown and, you know, um for having faith in me, and above all, having patience with me, because a lot of publishers would not have had the patience that he had with me to drop my third book, Um, and it was just like, you know, I I had to take a step back, because if I had, you know, complete, if I had completed the book under what I was going through at the time with my little girl, it it would have been bull crap, and I will not put that out, I, I will not do it, my heart wasn't in it. Um, because, you know, I was I, I was dealing with emotional stuff. And I just I just couldn't do it. So I, I you know, I really thank him for being
3: very, very patient with me. Mhm. And that's important. You have to be into what you're doing in order to, to put your best out there because as readers, you know, we can feel whether a book has been rushed or they just went through the motions of putting pens to paper but not really putting, you know, substance on those pages. So we as readers, we can get that just from reading, and especially if we've known an author's pen before and what that author can bring to a book. So we as readers know the difference, so it's good that if you're not into it right then, why take all that time and spend all that money and it's not up to your standards?
5: Yeah, you know, that's that's somebody's, you know, somebody's money, somebody's hard earned money. And I I, I wouldn't dare do that to cash, and I wouldn't dare do it to myself, because at the end of the day, people are looking like, oh, my goodness, you know, she put this out, and they're looking at the publishing company like, oh, my goodness, they let her put this out? I just, Hmm. that is just something I I refuse to do. So, you know, I realized that I, I needed to take that time off and do what I needed to do and to take care of home and then come back to it. And I I just was really, really, really grateful that uh, Cash had that that much patience with me.
1: Absolutely. And I think that's really important, the relationship that you have with your publisher. Um, And I'm glad that you said that because there are a lot of um, authors that will waste a publisher's time and waste the publisher's money Because they think all they got to do Is just write a book and put it out They don't know that it's a process You just can't write a book and put it out You got an editor now And you got to deal with the editor And there is a proper way to actually put a book together And a proper way to actually put it out And it's branding You know the publisher is branding They have to protect their brand at all costs And as an author you have to. You are a brand and your pen Is the product you have to protect both at all costs. Can you talk a little bit about how you um, keep your integrity as an author in such a tainted industry?
5: Um, I just by I keep my integrity by staying to myself.
1: <laughs> I, I
5: I that's that's the best way I can say it, is stay to yourself. Now, don't get me wrong. Connect with your readers, vibe with them, and all of that. Please do, but don't be involved in in all the drama and the messy stuff, especially if it's not concerning you. Stay to yourself. Mm-hmm. You do you. You write your books, you drop them, and you keep on moving. Because at the end mm-hmm. of the day, that's the whole goal. You putting these books out, you're entertaining the readers. They're looking for the next book that you're gonna have out. And you know, you can't do that if you're involved in all of the drama that you know, right. why why try why to write a book? No, no, nobody's gonna want to deal with that, right? You know, and that that would that would that would mess you up in the end, you know. So, the best mm-hmm. way to keep your integrity, the best way how I did is I stayed to myself,
3: mm-hmm. um, you know. With well speaking of books, Miss Ashes, tell us a little bit about what's going on with your books and uh for those that may not be familiar with Boston Up and why you decided to change the title. Um, well, the
5: the thing was Cash was the Cash actually recommended the title. Um, because I you know, I, I originally wanted to keep it Boston Up three, but he decided it would be best to change the title. And I agreed with mm-hmm. him, you know, uh because you know we wanted to make sure that it was gonna be something that was when we put it out, it was gonna be profitable, you know, because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I had took two years to drop a part three to a book, you know, so it was okay. like, yo, let's just revamp the whole series we're gonna we're gonna change the name, get new covers and all of that, and and then put it out because he wanted it to be very successful. And I did too because it's like you know that was my baby, <laughs> still my baby. So you know I you know I went on you know Cash threw out some names and that that was the one we re- we decided to ride with and that's how we got the the name Heartless Thugs. And I was you know at first I was like oh my goodness Cash I don't know I don't know <laughs> but <laughs> but Cash was like trust me just trust me <laughs> and I was like all right all right. You know, cash ain't gonna take too much mouth. <laughs> we, we know that. <laughs> so I, you know, I I agreed to the name change, and I'm I'm actually glad I did. I actually had somebody, um, comment on my Twitter and it was like, she saw the name and stuff and wanted to get it <laughs> because of it. So mm-hmm. it, it actually uh, it was actually a good move.
3: Well, those that are not
5: familiar with the series, just tell them a little bit about the series. Okay. So, again, the original um, title of the series is Boston Up. And for those of you who have read the series, it is under a name change. Um, we tried to put the formerly uh, Boston Up on the front of one and two so that people would know, hey, it's still Boston Up. It's just under a new name. Um, mm-hmm. So if you already read Boston Up one and two, you don't have to go run and purchase this one. Those two, because you've already read them. Um, It's only certain things that's been revised in there. But um, the thing is, is Yosir has a crew. He has his girlfriend, Paris. And, uh, you know, they go through a lot of, you know, betrayal and all of that. Of course, there's love and dealing with money and, you know, secrets being revealed and all of that. And it's just just a wild ride. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, um, you know, Yasser, Yasser has to learn, you know, who to trust. And, you know, he lives by the code of loyalty, honesty, and respect. But the thing is, Yasser had trouble keeping those rules himself um, when mm-hmm. it came to his personal relationship. And, you know, he peed a lot of people off.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
5: so, you know, Yasser had to go through his his consequences and his karma, but also, he and his um, siblings, you know, they had to deal with the consequences and karma of the things that his parents did, you know, so, you know, Mm -hmm. fell back on him. So it's like, you know, whatever you do in life, there's always going to be a train reaction, whether it affects you or somebody else. So Mm -hmm. that, you know, that was one of the main things I wanted to put out there. You know, you have to watch what you do because it just doesn't affect you. Right.
3: That's
5: pretty much it about the series.
3: Mm-hmm. I remember so, okay. reading the first book. It was so exciting. I said, uh, and I put that in my reviews. So make sure you guys head over and and, click those. And where can they they, they be found, Ash? Um, uh, you can find my books on Amazon.
5: Um, all throughout Amazon, you can catch my paperbacks at the Atlanta Kickback. <laughs> <laughs> That's <right. laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you you got um, and also you can order paperbacks in cash from you know myself. So um, but other than that, they're they're are they are 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 on Amazon.
3: Okay. And uh, Ashley, and on the
5: lockdown publications website.
1: Okay. Now, Ashley, if you we were sitting here a year from now, and we were talking about the things that you accomplished in your literary career. Uh and just in life in general. In twenty seventeen, what are those things what are those things that we will be talking about this time next year?
5: This time next year, hopefully we'll be talking about some uh some more of my books than me still being a Raquel. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, um but my, my my real goal is is to eventually, you know, be able to see my books on somebody's shelves, you know? Um, and that takes a lot of hard work. So hopefully this time next year my books will be in somebody's store. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So that that is, you know, one of my main goals. And, you know, hopefully next year when we're talking about this, we're saying something bigger don't happen with my career.
3: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Speak on it, Speak on it.
5: Yeah, that, that, you know, I feel like, you know, authors, we work hard. But at the end of the day, nobody just want to be stuck on Amazon selling books. (laughs) <laughs> you know, you and it's a lot.
4: Somebody.
5: It's a lot. Yeah, it, and, it, and it's a somebody. lot. And yeah, it, you know, it, it's a lot. And it, everybody thinks, you know, when you drop a book and you got a book on Amazon, you're making all these bukus and money. No, no, no. <laughs> and so and it, and it takes a lot to sell paperback because you have to have the word. Of, you have to have the word of gab. You like, you got to be able to talk to anybody. Like you have never met a stranger to sell them books. And so you know, it you know, it takes a lot. And it's a big difference versus you having to do all of that and your book sitting on the shelf in the store. Right. Exactly. It's a difference uh-huh. because guess what? In those it's stores, reader, readers are going in those stores because they read. So, yeah, they're going to see your book. But, you know, everybody and their mama is fighting for a spot on Amazon. And for mm-hmm. a long time I used to pay attention to the numbers. Like, oh, my goodness, this, that, and the third. But guess what? People driving books every day. So your numbers are going to go up, they're going to go down And if you keep paying attention to them You're going to be feeling a little crazy I'm Like oh my goodness Absolutely. No one's mm-hmm. buying my book <laughs>
3: That's so true
1: It just
5: drives so, me
3: absolute... crazy, crazy. Yeah, Now let's I,
1: talk I, about I, Your new journey with Raquel Williams Presents Are you able to tell us what the, the new title Of the book will be um, When will it drop We're so excited for you Mm-hmm.
5: Well, well, well. The um, the title's still being worked out, you know. So I, you know, the title is not set in stone yet. Um, it is, it is, it's a bit different from what, uh, Boston Up was because you know Boston Up had a little bit of that, you know, gutter stuff to it, you know. Mm-hmm. But this right here, it won't be, at like so much like that. It's more so of a, a romance novel.
3: Okay, so
5: your pen was challenged with this or not? Um, it was, but it wasn't, because at the end of the day, you know, every female has some kind of love story, mm-hmm. <laughs> some kind of love story that they can reflect on to tell a story. And mm-hmm. in this case, I know every female out here got some kind of ex. You got a crazy ex okay. and you got an ex <laughs> that, you know, some, somebody will always have your heart, you know.
2: Uh And so, so uh,
5: yeah, so, you know, I decided to take a little bit of a different route and, you know, write that and put a little craziness behind it, just a little bit of craziness, not too much, you know, left field. Uh
3: Now, was it a challenge because, you know, you have that urban gritty with with the original three-book series, so how how different was it, and how did you have to approach it differently with this up-and-coming book?
5: Um, it was different because you know I'm used to killing somebody off in a series. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm real quick. I, you know it's like boom because you know in in Boston uh, or probably Stubbs, You know you got the torch crew. I'm used to just boom boom, and it's like in this I can't. You know I I got to be a little bit more softer, a little bit more gentler. So um, you know I had to
3: (laughs) throw it out.
5: I had to really let my feminine, my little feminine side come out, Uh and and just. I had to get in my feelings. I had to turn on all my little romantic music or stuff, you know, every little thing. And like right now, I've been listening to uh, Tony Romiti, and it's just like, she has a song called I'm, um, if, "If If He's a Dog, I'm a Dog Too," and so that's been that that's been playing. And but I needed it to do the to do the hard part,
3: right? Mm. So okay, oh, yeah. That, which so which do you like better? Uh you like that hardcore gritty or that soft romantic feminine that you had to pull out from under the rock somewhere. <laughs>
5: um, I, I kinda like doing the romance better. You know, mm-hmm. because as females we can always relate more to that. Now, don't get me wrong. I love my I love my street stuff because I mean, it's how I grew up, you know? Mm-hmm. So um I this always gonna have a piece in my heart. But at the end of the day, it's so much easier to write about, you know, it, the drama, the drama when it comes to romance,
3: right? Because romance has drama as well.
5: A lot of it, especially when you're dealing with a guy who does this, that, and the third, you know, mm-hmm. and you don't know, you know, what what are y'all? You know, <laughs> every female has those questions, and so right. it, it helps to touch up and. Yeah, right. I try. I you know I want to try to bring that that to it. And you know when I first started reading, I read a le- I, I read a lot of kumani romance. So, you know it's kind of easier for me to do romance because I don't have to get so good all the time. You know because in, in a street book, they expect you you know to be just straight hardcore, the whole book. Right. <laughs> mm. You know, and it's just like you know after a while that gets it, it starts to wear on you or get tiresome. You know. Because everybody's writing about that now. Everybody book got a drug dealer, they got a killer and assassin. And it's like, you know, uh, you gotta switch up the game because if not your book gonna be like everybody else's book.
3: And there's only so many ways you can kill someone, right? <laughs> <laughs>
5: yeah. I mean I mean how many ways look, I like I really had to sit and think, like, yo, how am I gonna kill some of these people in part three? Like, because I have the switch push- what am I gonna do? And, like, I had to really sit and think. And then I actually had somebody that I read my book and was like, yo, low-key, you a serial killer. I said, no, I just really had to sit and think of some crazy ways to kill somebody that I felt like would be really painful in order for me to write it. And I was like, um, <laughs> it, it just it t- it took a lot. I, I just something I had to really sit and think about. And and I actually had to use Google for one of the parts in Boston. I was like, yo. How can I use this to kill somebody mm. without, <laughs> wow. without it hurting the other person?
3: Googling <laughs> on how to kill. How to no. kill by Google. <laughs> like, no, uh-huh. because, it's like, when it comes to
5: dealing with, like, chemicals and stuff, like, you, you uh-huh. can't, you know, if you, you got, got somebody real smart <laughs> reading thankful. your book, right? We do not
1: promote violence here on let Chat. We, no. we are not conspirators. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Because
5: here's the thing. Say for instance, you have somebody that's really smart and know about chemicals and stuff that's reading your book, right? And you're going to put mm. this in there, and they're like, you can't do that with that. I so know, I really had, be to it had to
3: Google. It has to be believable.
5: <laughs> yeah, you know, it's always that uh, one smart aleck that you can't do it like that. You, That's impossible.
3: And know, put so. you on blast, right? <laughs>
5: I know. I was like, I don't need nobody put me on blast in my reviews.
1: Exactly. <laughs> but look, I already had
5: somebody put me on my on on, on blast. That was like, I waited two uh, two years for this what? book. I'm like, I'm sorry. I promise you, I am. I promise you, I'm. I'm so sorry.
3: <laughs> wow, they put you
5: on blast <laughs> like that? <laughs> yeah, they put me on blast like
3: that. Wow. <laughs> Well, I hope they enjoyed when they finally got part three in their hands. I know. Wow. but well, we so enjoyed having you. You know, we're going to give you a fun question as you exit the chat room. Now, your fun question tonight is, if you were a box of cereals, what would you be and why? You
4: know what?
5: I think I would be Honey Nut Cheerios. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
5: and why because, because I'm, I, like, in my heart, I'm a very, very sweet person But like, I swear I would get somebody's shirt off my back But I have a little moments so I can be a little nutty in the head Be a little crazy <laughs> <laughs> When need be <laughs> And, you know, cheerios around You know, I'm a little rounding, you know, in the stomach area, you know <laughs> <laughs> so, you really and, it out, girl? Yeah, and my nickname is Honeydew, so that's been my child, childhood nickname.
3: Wow! So that cereal was made just
5: for you. Yeah, that was a good question for you. So that, that that would be my cereal box cereal. Wow. <laughs>
2: Honey
3: Nut cereals. We will never look at a trivia. It's the same again. But <laughs> so Ashley, please out out your social media sites and, uh, as well as where they can find your books and anything else you'd like to share with our listening audience.
5: You can um, catch my books on uh, on Amazon, of course, and at the Atlantic Back. My social media is um, Royal Nicole on my Facebook. Under Instagram is author underscore Royal underscore Nicole. Twitter is under Royal Nicole, um, Snapchat is under Ashley Nicole, um, and as far as with shout-outs, shout-out to everybody at Lockdown, shout-out to everybody at RWP, um, shout-out to my homie P. Kale. y'all check his music out, it's good, shout-out to y'all lovely ladies, <laughs>
2: <laughs> and
5: everybody who was in the reading group that we were in, um, when I first started off, like, I mad love y'all because, yeah, like, if it wasn't for y'all, I don't think I would have finished part one. So I, I really, really appreciate it. And shout-out to Cash and Raquel. Thank y'all for taking the chance on Little Old Lady Like Me. <laughs> and I truly – matter of fact, uh, shout-out to Misty Holt. Yo, let me tell you, she keep me laughing. Uh, mm-hmm. Real shout-out to her. Shout-out to Letitia Lewis and – it's so many people I can shout out. Shout out to everybody. How about that? Shout out to everybody in Charlotte. <laughs> there
3: you <laughs> go. Shout out to everybody.
5: Yeah, hey, and shout out to book Chip Monica, You know, they're doing the thing with the Atlanta kickback. So, I, you know, shout out to them. Yeah, yes.
1: 556 five, Chicks will actually be in the chat room uh, talking about the kickback. So, shout out to them.
5: Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. um, one more shout out. Shout out to my little girl. She, she just graduated kindergarten today, so I'm oh, I'm exactly. really really excited. Oh. <laughs> so uh, she's leaving me for the summer tomorrow, so I don't know how to feel. But um, yeah, I, I want to shout out to her and shout out to uh, my my friend Krista, and that's it. Well,
3: oh, thank you so much for uh, joining, and I hear in last chat, you know, the door is always open. Anytime you want to come and share your new works. Just ring the bell and you can just come right on in
5: I sure will, hon
3: (laughs) All the best to you and congrats again on the new release Thank you You're welcome, have a good evening You too, hon
1: Okay, bye-bye Yes, we love baby girl here on Let's Chat We are so proud of her Mm-hmm. We appreciate you guys kicking in with us here in the chat room. On today we talked about just keep swimming. Don't stop obstacles. Don't stop distractions. Don't stop. Just keep going. Special guests we have today, author and publisher Felicia Bradshaw, author Ashley Nicole, and author and uh clinical therapist Shantae Golson. Shout out to them for coming on let's chat and coming to share their world with us. We appreciate them. We appreciate you. If you've missed any of our interviews on today, no worries. Just head over to blogtalk.com and check out our archives. You can also pull us up on any podcast as well as iTunes. We will see you guys next week. Mm -hmm. Enjoy your
3: weekend, and like Leisha said, thanks for joining us. Enjoy your weekend. We'll see you next
1: week. We're going to ride out with, um. I, I love Ebony's music, so we're going to we going to have a night of Ebony's leash. That's what we're going to do for you. <laughs> I know. I just love her music. Shout out to Ebony Archer. Congratulations again. We're going to hit you with some Xavier Lewis, Georgia Clay. Okay.
2: Busting <laughs> my tail on a nine to five. Just to keep up, try to stay alive. Promise my lady we gon' be alright. She be crying while she praying for a better life. Hustling on the side for a bag of rice. Gotta feed the fam, gotta pay the price. Gotta keep trucking
0: through this Georgia clay. Gotta stay searching for a better day Gotta keep my faith till make way.
2: Gotta get extended so the gas can pay. Sweet Georgia, hold me down. Keep my feet planted on. From the New York home to the Florida shine, up to the
0: Maryland
2: DC line, back down South, red, Peace Prime, sweet George, George, where I Tell me why do I have to cry? Out? Tell me why should I even friends Tell me why should I?
0: From the bird is late, Douglas fruits from the states are made. Sweet side.